Happy Hump Day. Welcome back to Looking Backwards, Looking Forward. I'm C. Thomas Printer, and I'm here with Austerity Jones. Happy Wednesday, C. Thomas. It has been some time since we talked about anything else, rather than the banking crisis, obviously. So, looking backwards, herzlich willkommen in Deutschland. What does we that are seeing... mean? Hold on. What, what does that mean? <laughs> no, go on Google. I heard Deutschland. Yeah. Are we going to talk about Germany and beer somewhere? What are we doing? Yes, we are going to talk about Germany, but not the beers. Okay. So they are doing um, nationwide strikes in Germany, and this is one of the worst in decades. Well, I think Germany is caught up with the rest of Europe, and now it's their time to start striking, right? <laughs> Correct. So um, they are, I believe it's union-based, and they're demanding a pretty big pay raise. Mm -hmm. um, mostly to try to keep up with the rising energy and food costs. We've been talking for six months or a year now about Germany, very dependent on Russian energy. We've now taken some of their big conglomerates that are having to shut down or reduce volumes. We talked about the cold winter, even though it turned out to be a warm winter, it's still winter. So I think they mm -hmm. spent a good portion of that with the thermostats turned down and they managed to get through it. However, um, they still have inflation, right? Because everything, the energy was very, very expensive that they went and got to get them through this winter. And so now they're having to deal with inflation like everyone else. And so now they've decided to have their own strike. So we've seen it in the UK. We've seen it in, oh man, Paris, obviously. Where else have we talked about strikes? Estonia, whatever it was. We've talked mm -hmm. about strikes all over Europe, but now they've hit Germany. And so we're not surprised, but they're going to disrupt business. The biggest takeaway that I'm seeing from this is I think it's going to be a good decade for labor. I think that mm. the worker is going to get pay increases mm -hmm. um, across multiple continents because, quite frankly, there's a shortage of labor. And we're having some inflation. And just like the 70s, the worker actually got some of the spoils. So I think Germany has every right to ask for you know, some pay raises. And quite frankly, I think they, if they stay unified, they'll probably get it. Good. Good for them. So let's go to U.S. A farming ranch is surrounded by flood water in the old Tulare Lake Basin area of uh, Central California. And this was happening on Thursday. Did you see that? Yes, we attached the link to the Fresno Bee if you're interested in looking. But we talked about this months ago when we were mm -hmm. talking about the floods of California in 1862, about how there were inland lakes. There was so much flood water. And this one in particular happened to be the largest inland natural lake west of the Mississippi just a little bit larger than Flathead Lake in Kalispell, Montana. Why? Because there was the huge snow runoff from the mountains down into the flats. And since then, they have now diverted this water a half a different ways to the city. But this old lake, old dry lake bed, is starting to fill up with water. And it's still snowing in the mountains. So if they already have this in California after this most recent storm that they're supposed to be getting um, any day, they're going to probably pass their historical high snow pack from the mountains. What happens if all of a sudden we have a warm little stretch, which we are bound to have now that it's April, 
or almost April, Mm -hmm. and all that snow starts melting. If you thought you have floods now, wait four weeks. So we need to be keeping an eye on this, but what's already happened is some flooding, but it's going to get worse, and it's going to get worse, and it's going to cost millions and billions and billions of dollars, and California's broke. So it's going to be very interesting to see um, how California is going to react to this. And just another aside, you're seeing a whole bunch of millionaires and billionaires sell their mansions right now in Los Angeles because there's a new tax that's going to tax that. So there's even more rich people that are fleeing the state of California that is going to reduce mm. their tax revenues even more. So you're going to have this problem turn into a financial problem. You've got pistachio trees that are going to be underwater, farms that are going to need bailouts. All of this in the snow is just going to continue to come melting down from the mountains. So we need to keep an eye on this because California is one of the top 10 biggest economies in the world, which is why we're focused on this. It's awfully important. So TikTok CEO was grilled literally for hours in front of the U.S. Congress. Goodness. What do you say about that? Well, uh, we, we strive to be very accurate here he wasn't literally grilled we didn't cook him but he was figuratively grilled in front of congress austerity i mean (laughs) it was about the same thing i see your point but we don't grill people here we're not that crazy yet yes but he the fact of the matter is is we are putting up a wall between us and china It's perfectly okay for Reels or Facebook or Twitter to have these. YouTube has these now, and they can create Reels with dance videos because the world needs more, you know, young people making dances that, you know, sweep the nation while our, you know, society forgets how to bank and how to work and how to, you know, go about their everyday lives. But as long as we have Mm -hmm. new cool dance videos, we're good to go, right? Um but we don't want them from China. That's pretty much what it is. And so we have been sparring with China for some time now, whether it's Nancy Pelosi visiting Taiwan, whether it's South China Sea military, you know, sticking our our nose across their line and then sticking their nose across the other line, right? Whether it's Huawei, which Trump started back in 2018, And now TikTok is just a further escalation of that. Um, So we know that China is probably going to retaliate in some way or, you know, that they're just not going to stand for this forever. But right now we're the ones doing most of the sparring. We're going to block this. We're going to take away the chips from you, the the Mm -hmm. relationships with the chip suppliers and this and that. Right. Um, Yes. And I keep waiting for China's response. But I think China is a pretty patient people, and I mm. think their response will be measured. I think it will be calculated, and it will probably sting a hell of a lot more than not being able to watch dance videos. <laughs> so I think the TikTok is probably going to soon be outlawed overall. There's already bills being put into place. It's not being allowed on phones. So I wouldn't be shocked to see TikTok as we know it probably go away in the U.S. Um, that's the direction we seem to be heading. But I think more importantly, it's the, there's two things. One is, first of all, there's a whole economy on TikTok, right? Of all yes. these people. So you have that 
real impact to the U.S. people because a lot of people in the U.S. use TikTok to promote products, to advertise, to be social influencers. Then you have the yes. China-U.S. relation impact. That's another impact that's going to be felt um, in a number of ways, some of which we probably can't even imagine. Some of them might be military. Some of them might be trade war. Some of them might be just higher prices for stuff. So I think it's something we need to keep an eye on. Okay, then looking forwards, let's see what other topics we should be watching out. Binance is sued for violating trading rules. Just another week and just another problematic news from uh, crypto. What's your take on this? Crypto is a scam. <laughs> okay, it. let's go. Okay, let's that's move it. on. We've said let's enough. move on. Let's I move mean, on. No, like they have initials and they're billionaires and they trade all this stuff and it's not legal. And now these people are getting investigated by this government agency and um, it's all been a scam. That's the problem, right? Is you know everyone warned that it was a scam and now no, 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 no. These are good stand-up guys. No, they're not. I mean, they they arrested Justin Sue and and from another. Um, you know, arrest that they were tracking down with another crypto thief, right? And so I think what you're finding out is all of this is a Ponzi scheme of some sort. Um, I think there's some good actors, but I think the whole industry has been painted with such a fraudulent brush that it's probably put crypto back years. And if there is any good players, whether it's ETH or Bitcoin, Boy, it's going to be hard to get much public support behind this. It's going to be hard to get government support behind this. It's going to be hard to get institutional support behind this, which is just what they were just about to get when all of this fraud came to the forefront. So I think what you're looking at now is the government and the regulation that is coming for that industry, which has prided itself on being free and borderless and everything else. I think it's going to be real tough to make any headways with that in terms of common commerce right i think you can still see bitcoin go up in price because it's priced in dollars right everything's devaluing we're printing more dollars and you know that's what we've been doing for the last three years well i'm not surprised bitcoin's gone up it's bitcoin per dollar right mm. the denominator just keeps getting bigger and bigger so of course it's going to get bigger and bigger right so mm -hmm. you know the numerator is going to get bigger and bigger because you have just more dollars in the system so the fact that the bitcoin price goes up i think is immaterial if you're not going to use it to buy stuff you know i think if you want to transport money across borders without having to tote it with you yeah if you find another person willing to transact with you fine but i think the hope of you know having this on your phone and just transacting boy i think this has been put back a long long ways by these common thieves really and going back to europe a friend of mine reported from paris there is trash everywhere the city is stinking there are protests every weekend so it doesn't really look like a city we would love to fly now for a great glass of wine <laughs> are you are you sad i am sad i'm sad that the european cities are becoming more like american cities every day <laughs> you know I, the wonders of the european cities was they were not like the u.s cities they were safe to go downtown they were safe to enjoy they were set up and designed correctly for an urban environment where you had mass mm -hmm. transportation downtown and 
safety downtown. And that is um, not the case temporarily while we go through these protests, for sure. Correct. The and French, you have... The French are just upset. Right? Yes. Why are they upset? Uh, well, I mean, for Christ's sake, they're going from 62 years old to 64 years old on the mm. pension. It's two years and they're burning down all kinds of trash in the city hall door was on fire in Bordeaux and the tractors, yeah. you know, they are spraying manure all over and they're lighting police vans on fire. They're very upset. But I yes. think hidden behind all of this, the two-year delay retirement is probably one thing. But I think it's the way they've been treated by their government where Macron is just forcing this through with a little secret loophole in the government to not have to vote on this. I think the people are saying, hold on just a second. We are paying higher prices, just like the Germans and just like the English that we've talked about. And, you know, this is our standard of living is going down. And now you're going to push out a retirement, too. I think what you're seeing is a common movement across many, many borders of the people getting tired of government, which is great because we've been talking about this for six months and it's right on brand. But I think this is how the French do it. And boy, the French protest really well. They're really good at it and creative. And, um, you know, like if you were taking, uh, you know, a draft, you'd be like, man, I think I'm going to draft the French first and the the French protests because, man, the Germans are all orderly and this and that. But, man, the French, they're going to burn garbage and, you know, they're going to have a a hell of a time and, uh, you know, throw manure all over the police vans. That was hilarious. (laughs) Yes, the French being French. They are. And lastly, on looking forward, this is a very interesting topic, and we have been talking about this at CTPC. The destiny or the future of U.S. dollar. So she made announcements. He said that changes are coming after 100 years. What should I understand from that? I think this kind of links back to what we were talking about at the beginning with the TikTok. I think the Chinese response will be much firmer, more organized, and more deadly than the response of cutting out the TikTok dance videos. I think we've been talking about the BRICS forming a currency for quite some time. But nobody really knew when. But there's been some whispers. And over the weekend on CNN, they had this conversation about de-dollarization. Xi's came out and he said, there will be some new things that will change after 100 years. I assume he's referring to the fact, you know, it was in the late 1920s that the world was shifting away from the, the pound sterling to the dollar as the world reserve currency, right, when the UK went off the gold standard. And I think he's also maybe let it slip a little bit to some of these people. So uh, the Kenyan uh, president, he said that we no longer have a need for dollars. And I think what people are coming to the realization of is we can trade with other people in our currencies as long as we both are good partners. Hmm. The fact that they haven't traditionally had good partners or reliable partners is the reason for the reserve currency being the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar was supported by the U.S. military, earned from World War II. 
the U.S. dollar was also set up by having great resources, a creditor country. But I think ultimately it was the morality of the United States. I think we could have put out much worse terms for Japan and Germany after the war, much like the French did and the British did to Germany after World War I. But we showed some compassion. We helped rebuild those areas because it was good for the world. And I think that gave us some moral standing amongst the rest of the world that when called upon, we will come, we will support you, and then we will help you see the error of your ways and rebuild your country so we can all have a safer world. I think that moral decline has probably led as much as anything to this issue. I don't think we can be trusted. And I think it's that loss of moral compass started when we took the, the foreign reserves from Russia and the rest of the world said, wait, if we disagree with the Americans, they're just gonna take our foreign reserves. They're the reserve currency of the world we better start looking at an alternative. And the alternative could be trading in some sort of a commodity, right? The, the uh, Saudi Arabia is now open to trading men in a petro yuan. Um, Africa has been talking about trading with India in the rupee. Russia has been saying that they will take certain currencies to trade with them. And I think the whole world order in terms of trade might be slowly changing. And maybe it's going to be faster than I think. And maybe Xi and Putin are going to make an announcement and say, yes, we will conduct trade outside the dollar system, just like they tried to take Russia outside the SWIFT system. And maybe we have two great big bifurcated walls like we had in the better part of the later 20th century. Only these will be trading walls where some people trade less with others or they don't trade with some people at all um, due to what currency you're going to trade in. And I think that would be a reverse of the globalization that took place for the latter part of the 30 or 40, last 30, 40 years, which has reduced inflation. So I think going back to more isolationist or nationalist policies will only increase inflation. And that's what we're trying to fight right now. And we have banks that are failing, as we've talked about for two weeks, because we're trying to fight inflation. And all of these things that we're talking about are inflationary. Delays, supply chain snarls in Germany, isolationist policies, all of these things are not good for business. And so this is what we're gonna be looking forward to is watching Xi, watching the rest of the world, but more importantly, keeping our, our eye on inflation. Of course, just another episode and we are ending with inflation. Thank you very much, C. Thomas. No, no, thank you, Austerity. And as always, remember, you can't have your cake and eat it too.